What's up, everyone? You're listening to the MPCO podcast, the show for all things ethical and sustainable streetwear. I'm Avery. I'm Myra. And this is episode two. All right, so Chinatown. Ooh, that was fun. <laughs> Chinatown, as if people know what Chinatown is. Chinatown, Chinatown Market. Market. There you go. Chinatown Market. So, brand. what did you think, Avery? We saw a lot of designers. Pleasures um, was there. Pleasures. <laughs> they were giving out free weed if you're 21 and over. Yes, that was like I was happy. Who who's the weed from? Thank you, Timeless, for giving out free equipment. I'm excited to try them out. They would come out and just like throw some. Shirts. Oh yeah, they were giving out like free like free yeah. merch. And then we also noticed that. So much of the crowd was actually young people, you know, like in high school. It's crazy to think that they're the ones actually like driving a lot of trends or like a lot of the console designers here in LA are like 19, 20, like 21, 22, whatever, which is crazy because they're like really big. The line was long. Yeah, that like, was really long. I'm not going to lie. At some point I was even like <laughs> about to leave. We were getting pretty hungry. <laughs> we were getting hungry, but I'm happy we stayed. What did we do after? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so after... We didn't stay for too long, actually. Yeah, we literally... Okay, we, we waited in line so much longer than we were actually there. <laughs> we were waiting in line because we were like, all right, we're already near the front, like, might as well. And we got in there, looked around for, like, 30 minutes, and then we dipped. But not because we didn't want to stay, but we dipped because we were supposed to have a photo shoot the next day. It was, like, a Friday night. We went home, and then we were working on the Friday packs for quite some time, and... Hours. Hours turned into sunlight <laughs> turn into no sleep no but the sucky part was that something ended up not going out right and it was kind of disappointing because we stayed up for like what like five hours only to result yeah. in it not following through i mean we found another solution but it just sucks you know sometimes you put like all this time and all this effort into something but there's like other external factors that say nope that's not it you're not supposed to be doing that and then you waste all that time what's that yeah. really a waste of time so like when is the right time to accept yeah. you know sometimes it's hard it's like there's like a time to keep going and persevering but there's also a time to know when to quit and be like okay there can be another way to do this but yeah sometimes you know when to stop trying a certain thing a certain way when it's like everything's going against you Right, I think. I mean, but there's like yeah. other there's there's other times where everything goes against you and you keep going. Yeah, I don't know about like, that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like there's like there's no there's no black and white to that question. Yeah, like, when to quit? Yeah, your heart. There you go. That's what I had to say. Listen to your heart. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes like you know people will turn down your dreams or like turn down your ideas, but you know that it's gonna it's gonna work. So times like that, you yeah. Those stop. are the times where like you got to keep doing what you do because you know that you can, even though other people, yeah. what other people say, you know. But if it's something like micro, like small, yeah, then don't be stubborn about it. Like yeah, just like, stop. move on and find a better <laughs> way to do things. You ever get that question of like, oh, how do you balance MPCO and your other responsibilities? Like, you know, if you're in school, still in school, or, like you still have a full time job. Like, yes. How do you balance a bunch of things, Maya? You have like five jobs. <laughs> I used to have a lot of jobs, okay? Now I don't have that many jobs. Um, <laughs> Not that many. I just, honestly, you have to sacrifice a lot of things, you know? True. And sometimes, like, it really means even, like, not hanging out with 
your friends or even your family and you know at the end of the day it's like things are gonna get done yeah if yeah, you yeah. care if you really care about something because when you care about something you do something but if not like ain't no- nothing's yeah. getting done because like, I, I get that question too it's like oh how do you balance this and that and it's like if you really want to do something like if you really want to lose weight you'll go to the gym you know but yeah. if you don't you're not gonna do it you get what you put into something so some people like have these really big dreams but don't really take the time to like break it out and tackle it every day but it's really like if you want something you have to put in the time and energy day in and day out even if that means like you said like sacrifice yeah how do you balance the sacrifice because sometimes like i feel bad not feel bad but like you know you have to sometimes say no to people obviously not all the time because those are the same people that are going to support you and you you keep saying no it's like eventually the relationship's gonna deteriorate honestly that's probably like the hardest one you know yeah because like the other side could really take it apart you know yeah but at the end of the day people that really want to be there are always gonna be there yeah if you lose friends along the way like I, yeah like we for, always, for trying to do something yeah. that you know <laughs> it's like um i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry i'm following my dreams i get it i see the other side but like you yeah. said like if people like really are your friends or like really care about what you're doing they'll understand like hey i know you are doing this so I get both sides though. Yeah, too, I get you both know? sides because like you know that's not cool either. Yeah, like, you can't be. like where were you when I needed you? Yeah, you, know? you could you could really spare like not a, not even a day. Like you could really spare like a dinner with your friends or whatever like once a week. Like put yeah, put all your responsibilities you know? aside and you know like a couple hours a week is not even that bad. That's something I learned because I would always say no to people, but then I learned like those are the people that will support you. Not that's why. <laughs> that's not why I go out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this dinner done yet? <laughs> Lately, I've been saying no a lot, you know, but you're right, Avery, like, can't be like, no, 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 if I get in all the time. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, if you want to pursue something, just pursue it, and the people who want to support you are going to support you. Even if you might say no a lot, because that's what it really takes, you know, like, whatever it is you want to do, like, if you want to be, like, a basketball player or something, it's like, you got to wake up five in the morning, like, practice. You get what you put in. Yeah. You really do. Like, you got to put the time in. Which is kind of like ethical fashion. Like the stuff that you buy, the numerical value tied to it is probably the same as like the quality that you get for it. So if you get a $10 dress, it's going to rip in like a month, right? Or it's going to have some holes in like a month or something. I don't know about a month, but... (laughs) (laughs) Not a month? Really? I guess how many times you wear the dress? (laughs) Every day. <laughs> you know, I'm, everywhere. Like, I'm like, Amy, how do you how do you wear dresses? You don't you don't rock climb in your dresses? <laughs> like before MPCO when I'd go shopping and I saw like a really high price tag and that was like the number one factor for me. It was just like, oh no way am I paying sixty bucks for this jacket. But now it's like when I see it, then I'm like, okay, it's sixty. But now I look at the bigger picture and not just the cost of something. So the first thing I look at is the neck labels or wherever the hang tag is. And then next to where it's made, I'll look at what the material contents are. So like cotton, polyester, whatever, whatever. Side note, like just because something says made in the USA or made in Italy doesn't mean it was like produced ethically. Like you could literally go on Amazon and type in made in the USA tags, buy that, sew it onto wherever your shirt was made and call it a day but technically it could still be made in the usa but made in like a really shitty sweatshop that's still quote unquote made in the usa but it's not like made but like if it's not made here and you say that it's made here that's yeah that is illegal yeah you can't do that before like i didn't even understand it didn't even come to my mind at all isn't that weird that was just like what a year ago 
when you hopped like, on? Like, huh, like, I found, even found out about anything. It's freaking crazy how fast things change. Because we started working together, like, just last year. Mm-hmm. And all this ethical fashion stuff was not even on my radar just two years ago. That, at all. Now it's everything we live. And I did not even think about, like, how anything was made or, like, what was involved. Like, when you look at a shirt or, like, a bag or something, you just look at it, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, that design's nice. Like, I want to buy it. We don't really think about... Like, the reality is at least six people touched that before it got on the shelf. Like, maybe even at least ten people had to touch it before getting on the shelf, right? There's the fabric that you have to source. There's the people who have to construct it. There's the people who have to sew it. People who have to cut the pattern out. Even after the product is made, in in terms of retail, like, there's someone that has to package it. There's someone that has to ship it. Then there's someone that needs to offload it off the truck and then put it on the shelf, make it look good. Like, there's so many moving pieces on the retail side, too. Like, even more so than selling e-commerce. Because it's like, you don't need to merchandise it or put it on, like, like the rest. selling the product, mm-hmm. like, putting it with other products. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, different components to, to anything. There's, like, different components for, like, let's take our fanny packs, for example. There's the fabric itself, and then there's the zippers, and then there's the buckles and the straps. So that's already, like, five. And then a sample has to be made. Yeah, the sample has to be made. Like, there's approved, a ton of- And then it might be another sample, and then yeah. that one approved, and then... <laughs> And then just to imagine that all the brands and all over the world are doing this. Mm-hmm. Unless you all, buy blanks. Yeah, that's true. Unless you buy blanks. Mm-hmm. But like for all their collections, you know, for every piece. Yeah. It's like a whole process that most consumers don't think about. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I never even thought. I did yeah. not know, honestly. It's truly a craft. Like it's like there's so many moving pieces to it. So next time you buy something, just remember so many people put time and energy into it what about like the clothes that like you already have avery oh that's a good one like the clothes before yeah. mpco like yeah. where i would use the shop at like forever 21 and stuff yeah which i don't anymore but yeah like i wouldn't throw it away or anything i'll either give it to goodwill if i don't wear it anymore sometimes honestly sometimes when i do like put on something forever 21 now it's like uh, i feel so like i feel like i shouldn't be like i feel very guilty because even though i understand like this was at a time where i didn't know about ethical fashion or like fast fashion at all i still feel guilty now when i wear it so what do you do first of all i'm gonna throw it away second of all i'm not gonna you know buy so many things again yeah but i also have that feeling of like when i am wearing it i'm just like yeah you know like do i want to be wearing this and stuff but you know just now i'm on the lookout for like made here in la or like from different designers out here yeah well myra more than me supports like a lot of small Kunso designers. Who's that guy that from Lies Be uh, Lies Before Her Face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's really good. He does like one on one piece. I, I believe they're one on one pieces. He's like a solo designer. I think he's here in LA. But I, I read something how he just started too. So it just goes to show that like a lot of people that are designing things nowadays are like actually making things are like out of their bedroom and selling it. And they're like really quality pieces. It feels nice to like support like smaller, not smaller, but you know, like low key artists and brands and stuff. You really got to start somewhere. It's not, you're not going to be big overnight. Like you have to start and just working on your craft or whatever you're passionate about. Because I I feel like I know some people who want to start something, but just haven't. And like, I think the biggest tip is just do it. Don't be scared that you're going to mess up or anything. It's just like a matter of trying. Because everyone, everyone fucks up. Like that's part of it. It's better to do than to just try to be perfect every time. And like, that's okay too you know putting stuff out that isn't you know it's not your best but this is level one yeah you know you're not gonna jump to level 10 you're gonna see more like you don't start from level you don't go level zero to ten 
I mean, some people do actually. Some people get big overnight. <laughs> YBN, they were huge in like a year. Yeah. We also want to mention, even though the fire was just last weekend, and we hope everyone's okay and everyone's safe. I know a lot of people's homes got destroyed and people's jobs are are now gone. It's one of those situations where like things are really bad, but if it's not really happening to you, you don't understand it. You know? Yeah, like because people are literally literally lost their entire lives and their house and their homes and all these you know clothes and family, their car. And if like you said, like if we're not directly affected. Now that the fire is not even visible, it's like it's like a thing oh, of the past already. Yeah, like oh, la- la- yesterday's news. Yeah, like, but since, especially since there was so many fires yeah. at once. But we do want to mention that tons of people were donating their clothes and blankets, which is super thoughtful and really sweet. But I was reading that the places that are storing all the clothes and whatnot are overloaded with clothes and blankets. And it's taking a lot more time for the volunteers to sort through the clothes. And then they have to clean it and then they have to divide it by size and men and women. And also the, the, the fire victims, they don't have anywhere to store it. Like, they don't have homes anymore, so they can't be taking, like, bags of clothes and where they're going to put it. What they need most is money, gift cards, and if it is clothes, it should be clothes that are tagged, like, not open and not used. So, like, socks, underwear especially, because a good amount of it is gone. So, if you're thinking about donating, the best thing that would benefit them would be gift cards, money, not used clothes. So, keep your dirty clothes at home. (laughs) Yeah, so keep your used clothes. Take out the wallet. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Some gift cards. (laughs) No, but for real though, it's really true because think about it, like no house, mm-hmm. no space. Yeah. It's just there's enough though. Uh, there's enough people that donated, thankfully, donated their clothes and blankets, and um. But now there's there's too much to sort through. So yeah, but it's I mean, if you're not affected by something, it doesn't hit you. And it's crazy because we're literally just what ten miles from the fire, ten miles from the fire, and we're not that affected. Like, emo- not not emotionally, but. You know, like, we're already moving on with their lives. But the people that were affected, their lives are, like, so damaged. A 10-mile difference, and our lives are completely different. Oh, my goodness. And trippy. Yeah, it's trippy. And, like, it kind of relates to the fashion industry. Because there's so many barriers between the people that make our clothes and consumers, there's almost zero emotional attachment or empathy to, you know, garment workers' lives and, like, their well-being. So there's like even less. Like imagine being a whole Pacific Ocean away and, you know, we have no idea what's going on because it's hardly in the news. So, of course, most consumers aren't even going to have an emotional tie to sweatshops or like unfair labor and stuff, which is it's it's just really crazy to think. It's like something that you really need to it's it's not obviously it's not going to happen overnight, but it's something that's not I don't think it's going to it's just going to take a long time because it's so yeah, hidden, you know? Yeah. And, you know, at, at the same time, it's a big dilemma because these are people's jobs. Like, you still yeah. want people to have their jobs, you know? Yeah. Like, they can't live without their jobs either. So that's why they don't leave, and you know? Yeah. It amazes me because it's like every single other industry has rules and has regulations, but it's like this specific industry, like fashion itself, does not have those strict rules because it's been happening since the 1920s. Like, it's literally been something that's been going on and that's why it's difficult to change but we'll get there we'll get there it's gonna take you know a lot of brands it's gonna take a lot of people and and influencers and just like it's really a whole movement that it's gonna take it's not it's not like one city's job or like one government's job or, like or one even brand. one brand like yeah not even definitely just us it takes everyone together you know yeah like kumbaya <laughs> you know holding hands and just and then we like jump it. in and then we like swim into the ocean together <laughs> <What> the <fuck? laughs> with the sunset <laughs> <laughs> 
So stay in tune for the fanny pack. There's only a limited amount. Yeah. And then also keep December 8th open for a pop-up. I'm going to post up more details, but for now, just know December 8th in the daytime at the Hey Hey. Oh, is it the daytime? Daytime, yes. All right, Hey Hey is actually in Echo Park. So if you're in LA, it's near Glendale. And then, oh, tell us about what you've been doing, Mara. I heard you've oh, been on SoundCloud. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to be posting up the first MP Co playlist. This month was like some hip-hop, rap, trap. Next month, I may do maybe some indie rock, maybe some lo-fi. But there's so much music being made and... A lot of these songs just are not known as much as I feel like should be known. So I just want to share them she wants with to the audience. Put put these low key and then on. plus fashion and music intersects in so many ways. True so that. true that. And then I would love to hear your feedback. Actually, <laughs> you know, if you want to, if you have something to say or you got something to say, you got something to say. Square up. <laughs> No, it's but if you have something to say, send me an email, please. Or, yeah, reach out to me through Zika. MPCO. Or AIM. Or MySpace. Yeah, hit her up. But thank you, guys. That's all we got for today. Ooh. Be on the lookout for the next podcast. Thanks for listening. If you guys love what we're doing, tell your fam, tell your circle, tell your dog, whoever. Please stay informed, stay educated, and we'll be back next week.